Welcome to Riches in Christ Radio Ministry with Diane Kennedy. Please stay tuned at the end of today's lesson. We'll give you information on how you can acquire this week's tape, along with information about our weekly meetings and website. Now, here's Diane Kennedy. This week, we're beginning a new study on the importance of becoming a regular reader of the Bible, particularly the New Testament. And I said yesterday, probably a lot of you are not real excited to hear that topic because for most Christians, reading the Bible is a struggle. So we're going to take some time here. I'm going to give you some real practical guidelines that will help you learn how to read the Bible in the way it was meant to be read and in a way that will produce transformation in you. If you become a regular reader of the New Testament, and I'm, I'm going to explain what I mean by that. A lot of people think they read the Bible, but they don't read the Bible. I'm getting ahead of myself. If you become a regular reader of the New Testament, it will transform you. And I can give you names of people I issue this challenge to, and it produces amazing results. But I want to start out by sort of laying some groundwork here. We left off yesterday saying that people struggle with reading the Bible for a lot of reasons. Although most of us don't really want to admit it, because after all, we're Christians and it is our book, you don't really want to tell somebody it's boring, um, and I fall asleep when I read it. Uh, but that that's where a lot of people are at, or I don't understand it, or it actually freaks me out, some of the stuff I see, particularly in the Old Testament. Most Christians, or well, I shouldn't say most, I don't know most Christians, but a lot of Christians I encounter don't know really what the Bible is beyond it's God's book, the good book, or they don't know what it's for. They don't know how to approach it and quickly get overwhelmed. I told you this yesterday. A lot of sincere Christians decide, I'm going to read the Bible, and they open up to page 1, chapter 1, and they start in Genesis, and by Genesis chapter 10 or 11, they're lost, they're gone. And if you make it past Genesis, Exodus picks up a little bit, but then you get to Leviticus. Leviticus is all the laws and the descriptions for sacrifices and ceremonies, and if you didn't drop out in Genesis and Exodus, they're gone by Leviticus. Well, I understand that. I understand that. And there's there's ways around all, all of that. We'll get to it. But people tell me all the time, I don't understand the Bible. And then, too, a lot of people expect it to be and to do something that it isn't. We said yesterday, the Bible is not a book of promises or a collection of wise sayings. Uh, yes, it does have promises in it. Yes, it does have a lot of wisdom in it. Uh, but it wasn't written to help you live a successful life. A lot of people are surprised to hear that. But it wasn't written for that purpose. The Bible was written to reveal Almighty God to men and to reveal his plan of redemption to us. The word Bible comes from the from a word that means books. The Bible is actually a collection of books and letters. There are 66 of them, and all together they tell the story of God's desire for a family and the links to which he has gone to obtain that family through Jesus Christ. And every book and every letter adds to or advances the story of redemption. 
Everything in there somehow fits. And if you know how to read it in terms of the plan of redemption, it makes it a lot easier to understand. You see, when Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, God's purpose for man in the earth was taken off track. God made Adam and man in Adam to become his sons and daughters through faith in Christ. And he made the earth to be home for himself and his family. But Adam, as the head of the human race and the first steward of this earth, his actions, his disobedience to God, his rebellion against God, affected the race that was resident in him, and it affected the family home. The race, the human race, and the family home, this earth, (coughs) excuse me, were corrupted by sin and death. And God's plan and purpose for man and the earth was taken off track. But this didn't surprise God. He knew he created Adam knowing this was going to happen. And he immediately began to unveil his plan of redemption. Redemption means God's plan to deliver man and the earth from bondage to sin, corruption, and death. Through Adam's sin, men and the earth went into bondage to sin, corruption, and death. God knew that would be, knew that would happen and he already had a plan in mind called redemption to undo the damage done. And if you read over in Genesis chapter three, the third, chapter one describes creation, chapter two describes the Garden of Eden and God's creation of man, and then in chapter three, Adam and Eve choose independence from God through sin. Well, in verse 15, we find out God came looking for Adam and Eve and talked to them, said a lot of things to them. But in in chapter 3, verse 15, he said, there's coming the seed of the woman and the seed of the woman will undo the damage done here today. Now, there's a whole lesson in that, which we'll eventually get to. The seed is Jesus The woman is Mary. Jesus is going to take on flesh in the womb of Mary and be born into this world to go to the cross to pay the price for sin so all who bow their knee to him as Savior and Lord can be delivered from sin, corruption, and death. Now, God reveals his plan to undo the damage done through sending a Redeemer. And he immediately began... He immediately instructed men to begin keeping written records as he gradually revealed more and more of his plan of redemption. Genesis chapter, (coughs) excuse me, Genesis chapter 5 verse 1 says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. Let me stop right there. And it goes on to describe a number of things. But you see that phrase, this is the book of the generations of Adam. You see that phrase, the book of the generations, I believe it's, I don't know, I think it's ten times in these first pages of Genesis here. And the idea is the written record. God begins to, God instructs men to begin to keep written records as he gradually reveals more and more of his plan to send a redeemer to undo the damage done by man's sin. Now, that written record will become what you and I know as the Old Testament. We'll explain this in more detail as we proceed here. Um, But it's a record 
of his unfolding plan. The Bible is a record of God's unfolding plan to deliver mankind and the earth from bondage to sin, corruption, and death, and carry out his original plan to have a family of holy, righteous sons and daughters with whom he can dwell forever on this earth. Now, the Bible is 50% history. It's a collection of books and letters, and they are 50% history, 25% prophecy, and 25% instruction for living. This written record is presently divided into two major sections, what you and I know is the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now, possibly some of you are thinking, this is boring and this is not going to help me get a better job or get a promotion to the next level in ministry. Um, actually, it can help you with those things. See, it, we don't take time to explain the most important book in the universe to people, what it is and what its purpose is. The Bible is, well, let me say it this way. It's what we call redemptive history. The Old Testament is made up of 39 books and the first 11 chapters of Genesis describe creation, the fall of man, the flood of Noah, the Tower of Babel. But then in chapter 12, Genesis chapter 12, up through the book of Esther, we have a historical record of the people group through whom Jesus came into the world, the descendants of Abraham, in Genesis chapter 12, God set, a, set apart a man named Abraham and said, through your line, the seed is coming, the, the promised seed, the Redeemer is coming. And his descendants out of Abraham grew a great nation. We know them as Israel, the Hebrews, the Jews. And the bulk of the Old Testament is a history of this people group. Now, I'm telling you this not to impress you, not to bore you, but to help you understand the Bible wasn't written to give you the three keys to success in life, although you can find keys to success in life is once you know how to read it. The Old Testament, it's redemptive history. By that I mean it doesn't list everything that happened to everybody, just events and people that relate to the unfolding plan of redemption. Every once in a while somebody will ask me, how come the Bible doesn't say anything about China? Or South America? How come it doesn't mention the United States? Well, it's redemptive history. It only records people and places that directly relate to the unfolding plan of redemption. That's why China's not mentioned. No redemptive events happened there. The events and the action recorded in the Bible unfolded in the lands of the Middle East, centering on what is modern-day Israel. And... Many of the references in the Bible seem strange to you and me because we're not familiar with the geography or the customs of that area and the time periods described. You know, if I said to you, if you're listening in St. Louis, and I said to you, let's meet at the Arch at noon tomorrow, and then we'll head to the hill and get some toasted ravioli, and then we'll go to Ted Drew's for a concrete. Now, if you've grown up in St. Louis, you understand exactly what I told you, where you're supposed to meet me, then we're going to go get some Italian food, then we're going to go get some ice cream. 
but you you understand that because you're familiar with the geography of the city and you're familiar with our cultural norms here. Well, we're reading a book about events that unfolded in an area of the world many of us are not familiar with. That's one reason the Bible seems strange to you. But as you read it, you can get familiar with some of the places and the customs. I'm getting way ahead of myself here and we're running out of time. But in the Old Testament, so a big hunk of it is the history of Israel. Then we've got the poetry books. That would be Job through the Song of Solomon. And then we've got the books of the prophets from Isaiah to Malachi. Those were all written during the period described in the history books. And the poetry books and the prophecy books, they relate to events that are recorded in the history books. So it fits. Now, the New Testament, of course, describes what took place when Jesus came to earth up to his crucifixion, and then it describes the spreading of faith in Christ through his disciples. We're running out of time. We'll pick it up right here tomorrow. You have been listening to Diane Kennedy of Riches in Christ. To order this week's teaching on CD, be ready for our number coming up soon. Diane teaches locally every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. near Highway 44 in Jameson at 4720 Jameson. Praise and worship is provided by Mercy's Child before each lesson. Riches in Christ provides a website at www.richesinchrist.com where you can listen to this week's radio lesson, download years of teachings and outlines, sign up for free weekly outlines, and order Diane's book, God is Good and Good Means Good. Friends, Knowing that God is good is the single most important thing to stand on when trouble hits. If you think the trouble comes from or is allowed by God, then you need this book. For information or to order this week's lesson on CD, call us at 1-888-739-6619. Please mention today's date. Our number again is one 739 66 19.